city, I've been browsing. Treading water that they drown. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore DadFF. And guys, I got to say, you know, the other day I was feeling a little bit ho-hum about some of my teams and then all of a sudden Tom Brady's back, right? He is back. And I got to give a shout out to one of our biggest fans, Lee Urig. He says this at work all the time. He goes, let's go. You know, it's time. Tom Brady is back. I talked about this about six episodes ago, you know, two months ago, go out there and make some offers. And I got him for two-thirds. In another league, I got him for a, a 23 second that's going to be late. And another league, I got him for Chuba Hubbard and three-thirds. And I'm like, I'm just throwing offers out there because it just didn't feel like it was over, right? And the NFL just feels like a better place when Tom Brady's there. I mean, I just feel a weight has been shifted. The NFL, the NFC has more quarterbacks. It's going to be more exciting. And I cannot wait for the NFL season. I mean, that... Plus, this free agent frenzy has just been absolutely bonkers over the last couple days. And before I turn that over to you guys, we're talking about Smash Except 4 just got done drafting. And people are asking about drafting in Smash Except 5. I mean, Mung, I know you're in in Smash Except 1. Ian, you're in Smash Except 3. I'm in all of them. But people are like, hey, Dad, when we start in the next one? Like, we're hearing rumors like these leagues are phenomenal. And it's like... The amount of chats that go on, the amount of trades, it is not a home league, guys. This is something that's like, it's awesome. And Smash Except 5, we've gotten so many requests that I put out a little thing. We passed 20,000 downloads as a podcast last week, which is a cool little, you know, you know little uh, milestone for us. And I put it out there. I said, hey, guys, you know, listen to the last podcast. Tell me what player was mentioned in this area. The player was J.K. Dobbins. Our winner this week is at Johnny Taylor 28 you are in Smash Except 5, so that that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to playing with you guys. Mung, Ian, it is free agent frenzy time. I mean, this is like literally every two seconds you're getting another update. This player's here, this player's that. You know, what is the biggest takeaway so far that you guys have seen and, and the, the most exciting signing? We'll start with you, Ian. What are the Jags doing? That's my biggest takeaway. What are they doing? Christian Kirk and Zay Jones for as much as like you can get one Devonte Adams for like, what are they doing? And then they cut miles Jack on the defense, like to make room for these guys. And then Evan Ingram too, for another 10 mil. I, I don't It is a hard place to get someone to want to play. I understand that. And I think they're taking the term Jag to another level. You know, it's just a guy. I do like Christian Kirk, but some of these other signings, you know, is quite interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit once we get to Trey Lawrence or Trevor Lawrence in our see there. You got me talking Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence, once we get in there. I was like transitioning to Mung and I even said Trey Lance. You know, like I'm that's that's how much we associate those two. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty nuts in free agency already. Uh, I'm sure a lot of dominoes are going to fall once Deshaun Watson gets traded because that is going to uh, kind of show teams that they need to then make a move for a Jameis Winston type or whoever's left over, right? If they lose out on the Watson sweepstakes, so a lot to dissect. But uh, for Johnny and any other smash except five guys or just anyone doing dynasty startups right now, I'm coming out with completely updated dynasty rankings, one quarterback and super flex tomorrow. 
So probably by the time you guys are listening to this, they will be up on FantraxHQ.com. Um, and then, of course, you guys can find all the links uh, what that I tweet out, at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. But, yeah, I'm excited to talk about all these changes and uh, how that impacts a lot of these rankings. So we're going to talk about the new top 12, right? And, and uh, Ian, you know, we were kind of in Smash 3 and then in Smash 4. We're kind of blazing the ADP. We're making the trail. We're just like, we're setting it, right? Like, it is not official yet. And from what I've noticed in both Smash 3, Smash 4, every all the questions I get, I mean, the quarterbacks, once we get to about 15, it drops off pretty hard. So people are going real, real heavy for those quarterbacks in the beginning. And we're talking about, you know, the top 12 they're gone by the end of round two. I mean, there are 12 quarterbacks. All these guys we're going to talk about today are gone in those first two rounds and why Superflex is really so important to go get those quarterbacks. Dad, didn't you tell me in Smash Except 4 that there were three teams that went QB, QB, QB yes. in the first three rounds? Like, so, yeah, they're they're like hotcakes. They're, and the thing about QBs is they're not only valuable in Superflex, but they're also the hardest to trade for. If yeah. you're not also including a QB in it. So I think that's why they're going so high. I think you're going to see before if, – if someone's doing a startup after the rookie draft and, and they're doing it all together, I, I think you might even see someone like Malik Willis go in the top three rounds uh, just because he's going to be that valuable just because he's uh, the QB and the probably the first QB to go in the, the rookie draft. Um, don't do that now. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait to see where that. he goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. Well, and I think this year above every year, I mean, every year is completely different, but quarterbacks are always valued high, but we look at a quarterback class that's coming in. That's not very inspiring, not very exciting. You know, in, in years past, we'd be looking at four or five quarterbacks out of the last two years where we're like, we're going to get those guys. This year, we're not quite sure. You know, it's not, there's a lot of guys that could be, couldn't be. We're going to see what hits. And we have a lot of quarterbacks really separating themselves with age, right? We, I mean, there's guys that we're not going to talk about much today, like Tom Brady, like Ryan Tannehill, like Kirk Cousins, you know, that you can get at a discount. Guys that, you know, you can go out there and win with. But when it comes to dynasty startups, they're the guys that you wait a little bit longer. Um, and Mung, I know you and I have talked about that a lot, is like, you know, get one of these guys early and then maybe wait, you know, get yourself a Kirk Cousins, a Ryan Tannehill in the sixth, seventh round where you're really starting to stockpile some other key assets in the middle rounds. Yeah, I think, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit more micro, our particular rankings for the top round or two. But I mean, in general, a lot matters with the format and how many starting positions you have, right, for these leagues, because I mean, part of the reason uh, I think some of these Smash Accept listener leagues have gone so quarterback heavy is because these are 14-team leagues. So in 14-team Superflex, I mean, oh, we, QB... we cut that out. After one, we were like, we did it with two, and oh, they were like, really? nope, this is not as fun. And even even two two guys left, so we cut them back to 12. But yeah, Smash one, that's that's the flagship. Gotcha. You know, we're 14-team. We can't change from that because those guys are, are super dedicated. But yeah, I mean, it league... It matters. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of trades today that involved Deshaun Watson, and it matters if it's 10-team, 12-team, 14-team. You know, that is 14-team is a different beast. I know, Ian, you and I were talking today in one league where when, it talk, when we were talking about 10-team Superflex, I do not value 
the quarterback position the same way I do in 14, but I do value those top five differently because we talk about it a lot. You've got to have your studs in a 10-team league. You want that Jonathan Taylor. You want Josh Allen. You want those guys that are going to separate yourselves as opposed to that middle that just kind of blends together a little bit more. And I definitely think there's enigmas that you can find too, um, where Mung has Lance as a as QB three, where you only have him as your QB seven or something. You know, like there's definitely these enigmas. I'll I'll throw out Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is an an enigma because like in our Smash three, he went in the first round, um, and that's nuts to me. <laughs> um, like I I wouldn't have touched him in the second round. So like there's these enigmas where and and I'm more looking at trade scenarios kind of here. You got to find that person that's willing to pay up. And yeah, and there's one is. And the quarterback position because the quarterback is is the most important player on the field is very polarizing. A lot of people really, you know, they might have that that homer take where that's their guy and they got to have him because that's their team. Uh we're going to start out you know, just going through tier by tier, and we're going to break things down a little bit. We've been talking about this tier a lot, so we don't need to talk a ton on it. But tier one is is Josh Allen and Mahomes, and that's that's a no-brainer. I, I considered putting Justin Herbert in that tier one, tier two. I'm not there yet because, you know, it's these two guys have done it year after year. It's going on three or four years where these guys just put up elite numbers. Both of them have that nice rushing floor. You know, both of them, you know, you look at, Josh Allen gets J.D. McKissick today. Another little little piece there. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes might get Jarvis Landry. I mean, these guys just keep getting wealthier on the offensive side of the ball. And it, it's just exciting to watch these guys. When I'm in my Superflex draft, and you guys have both witnessed this, is like this year I've had, and somehow in the Smash Leagues I always have like a top three pick. It's not rigged, I promise. But you're able to take a guy like Josh Allen and move back and just accumulate a ton of capital, right? You can add, you can move back three spots and move up two rounds from the fourth to the second and get some some draft capital on top. And it's like, I always advocate trying to get as much value as possible when you're, when you're doing these kind of drafts, when you're talking about super flex startups. But any argument at all for Allen or versus Mahomes, I have Allen one. I have Mahomes too. It's split in hairs because you know if we're if we're drafting on the clock, I don't fault anybody for taking either of these guys. I'll I'll say too, like Justin Herbert just got massive upgrades on his defense, so he might not have to pass as much this season. I, I'm not saying he is, but that's just another reason why he's not in that same tier. Right, he's still in that second tier regardless. But like, yeah, they. They beefed up that Chargers team. That Chargers team <laughs> did what you're supposed to do in free agency. They're not they're not playing a Jag style. Monk, do you have any preference when it goes Mahomes versus Allen? Is there any way where, you know, if you can get I think we we talk about this a lot. If you're in the same tier and you can get something added, that's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, I have Mahomes one A and one B. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, so I'll keep it short where um, it's just, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, a season or two of, of Allen being really good. at. I think he's, you know, over that hump, but at the same time, he runs a lot more. So just longevity concerns, um, again, just splitting hairs. So nothing wrong if you have Allen as the 1.1 in Superflex. Now, this is where it gets a little bit trickier. I, myself... Only have one guy in two, and I know a lot of people. I talked to John today. I called him. I was like, "Yo, you know, what, what are we? What are you thinking with yours?" And he's got three or four guys in his second tier. I only have one guy in my second tier, and the way I look at this is, 
I'm gonna from a couple different angles. So tier one, those are picks one and two in dynasty startups. No matter what, one, two. This guy goes three every time. So the, he's a guy that's ahead of the rest of the pack. I look at tier three, who we're gonna talk about a little bit, and I would put Herbert over all of them to a point where I think I would have to add to it. And I think the reason that is is not necessarily. He's that much better. It's it's the safety of it. It's the longevity of it. It's the numbers that he's put up. Justin Herbert is an ascending asset here, and he's safer than when you look at guys in, in Tier 3. When you look at you know Kyler Murray, who's had some injury problems. You look at Lamar Jackson, who's coming off an injury. You look at you know Joe Burrow, who had a great year, but that's kind of been up and down, and he was coming off some injuries. You got Deshaun Watson, who's clearly just getting over some things there that's in that area. And it's like, when I look at this, I would gladly add to those players to get Justin Herbert for the security blanket of a guy that I know is going to be a top-tier quarterback for the next 5, 10 years. I've, I've got uh, Jackson in there, too. I think that he's the only one that, for me, makes sense to put in that same tier. Um, is Herbert. He's got that rushing upside. Yes, he's coming off the injury, but he's shown it multiple years as well. Um, and I, I, that's where that's where I break that tier. Uh, I would be fine taking, honestly, I'd be fine taking Jackson over Herbert. It's They're very close for me as well. They're 2A and 2B, if you will, uh, for me. So um, yeah, that, that's the only person that would come close for me. Mung, are you close to putting Justin Herbert into that? Let's say Justin Herbert finishes QB3 this year. Are we close to putting him into tier one or is that just elevated status that we just, we just can't go there. I mean, he had a fantastic season this year. He's got the weapons. If he puts up a QB top five QB season this year and he's still just 24 years old, is that a guy that we move into that same category? Yeah. I mean, if you look at my rankings right now, uh, nothing's going to change in the top five or six. uh, when I, when I make the update tomorrow, um, Herbert's been my 1.03 for a while, kind of in that 1.5 tier uh, on his own, where we've mm-hmm. seen enough from him where I feel like, again, even if the passing volume may dip a little bit with the upgrades they've made on defense, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about efficiency there, um, given that they re-signed Mike Williams as well. So I, I think he's pretty clearly, if not in that first tier for some, uh, you know, very, very close. And, and the way I look at that, I mean, Among, if I came to you today and I said, I'll trade you Justin Herbert for Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to do it, right? So we got to add a little bit, you know, where it, where Allen and Mahomes, if if anybody adds anything, it's a smash except from one to the other. Where if you want Josh Allen, you're going to have to add, you're going to have to do Justin Herbert and a second or maybe more, you know, and I think that's the differentiation and why I put him in a tier of his own. The guy I want to talk about next, you know, and, and just to preface this, I mean, we're not obviously – going to get political about it. We're not going to talk about, you know, we were not there for anything for the legal matters of anything. But Deshaun Watson, a year ago, Mung, we were talking about he was in tier two by himself above these guys. He was where Justin Herbert is now. And I have to I have to put this out there. I mean, if we know his landing spot and it's there, he is right up there. I mean, you and I have been pounding the drum for about a year, you know, not saying condoning what he any of that off the field kind of stuff. But the talent, I mean, last time he was on the field, 4,800 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, 112.4 passer rating. He had that floor, 444 rushing yards, three touchdowns. He was on the verge before his, you know, before being out of football, on the verge of joining Tier 1, just like we're talking about with Herbert. And Deshaun Watson, 
right now is back up into that tier two for me. And I feel like he's a guy that we had said months ago, right? I got him for a first. You know, I, I gave up Mac Jones in the 101 and I got Deshaun Watson and Devontae Adams. There's some guys we're going to talk about some trades here where in September, you know, you were able to get this. In December, you were able to get this. Now we're at a spot where he's back, right? I mean, he's he's got might get a little suspension here, but the guy is back and he's in that tier two for me or tier three for me, almost in that tier two status, Monk. Yeah, I, I don't have him quite that high, but uh, I have moved him up to QB7, so he's in that second tier of quarterbacks, or third tier if you consider Herbert you know, in that first or uh, alone by himself. But um, he's my 1.08 overall in Superflex startups. And basically, like you said, it comes down to the fact that he might still get an NFL suspension, whether it's six, eight games, however many Goodell decides on. Um, so you know, for contending teams... That may be something to consider where, and even if he plays all 17 games this year, right? He's rusty coming off of a year off. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that we can maybe immediately expect that elite production that we saw prior to this. But, you know, clearly the main barrier was the risk of criminal charges. And that has, um, that has been declined to be filed by the DA. So really now it just comes down to NFL suspension and, you know, I was talking to Ian about this before we started recording, where to me, it doesn't really matter where he gets traded, because we've seen that even in Houston, not the best situation to begin with, you know, his talent is good enough where he can be a top five fantasy quarterback, regardless of the surroundings. And for that reason, yeah, I mean, we talked about buying him for a year and now the price is back up to, uh, you know, pretty appropriate to where it should be. So I don't know that he's he's a bargain buy anymore at this point. No, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about these trades. But what you just said, and I know I can think the way Ian and I, we think very similar on those kind of things, is like this is the kind of opportunity where if you're on a tanking team, do we move down out of this tier and try to get Deshaun Watson? Are you taking, let's say you got Dak Prescott or you have Kyler Murray, do you try to trade to Deshaun Watson, you know, the Deshaun Watson owner who, let's say the suspension comes up. Let's say it's six games, Ian, and now you have Kyler Murray and he has Deshaun Watson, but you're trying to, you know, help your first round pick. He's not going to want to take, you know, take an L for six weeks. Does this create an opportunity where we might be able to cash out even more? Absolutely. I, that, and that's what I've done in one league. There's one league where I'm in an absolute rebuild and I'm not as high on Deshaun Watson as you guys. Um, but I do think I, and I, but I traded for him and I got him fairly cheap in my opinion. Um, and I'm ready to flip him at any time. Um, and I know that it's probably like, like you said, his, his, the highest point he's going to be at is going to be like week six, week seven, maybe a little bit later too. Um, cause even if he doesn't get that, um, uh, suspension, like Monk said, he's going to be rusty. I also think no matter what we know, he's not going to play for Houston, quarterbacks do struggle when they start with a new system. We saw that mm-hmm. even with the great Tom Brady, he struggled those first few games in Tampa Bay. So we can, we can expect that as well. Yeah. And whether it's, whether it's Carolina, it's new Orleans, I'm here in Atlanta, you know, like you're right. It is going to take some time. And, and, and the biggest takeaway from that is knowing you, and we've talked about this situation, you do not like Deshaun Watson. I mean, not just what happened, but you're able to see, and we talk about this a lot. It's a profile. Right, we are playing a game because you it does not mean you have to like a player to trade him. You can see the asset there, like a stock, where you can move that asset later on. So let's talk about some of these trades because we have a boatload of trades. I want to cover as many of them as possible here because 
it is really starting to go up. I mean, Mung, we, we pounded the drums hard, and now it's like, these are some pretty big trades, and we got to talk about these. First one sent in from at Dynasty Moose. Love that name. 10-team Superflex. So, again, we talked about, you know, 10 teams. You want them studs. 0.5 PPR. We're looking at side one is Deshaun Watson. Side two in Superflex is the 102 and 103. Ian, you're a lot more invested in these early rookie picks. If someone comes to you right now and they say, hey, I got the 102 and the 103. What are we doing for Deshaun Watson? Is that a smash for you? It is not. I, I would be, I, I think that I like the 102 and 103 better combined than Deshaun Watson. I think you can get a QB there too. And likely, maybe depending on landing spots, you could get a Brees Hall, which I have, I actually have him high, like right around that Najee Harris ranking. Um, I have them ranked very similar. I, I'm a little low on Najee Harris too, so let's preface that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> say let's let's get that out there for the uh, listeners. Um, so like they're they're about even for me, and I know that people will pay up for Najee Harris, and I think people will pay up for Brees Hall after you see him in a f- few games. So I would not do 102 and 103 for Deshaun Watson. Now, among you and I were the only two people to answer this question. So I I mean, people have probably seen what you put on Twitter already, but. What are you doing in this particular situation? You know, he didn't say, is it rebuilding? You know, he didn't say if it's contending. He just said 102, 103 for Deshaun Watson. Cover from both angles. You know, if you're rebuilding, do you want Watson or you want the picks? If you're contending, how do you look at that? Yeah, it's Watson for me regardless, because even though quarterbacks are a little more plentiful in a shallower 10-team super flex format like this, uh, at the same time, because you can get a replacement quarterback a little bit easier, you really want to shoot for upside, right? So I think you can go out and really absorb the risk a little bit more um, versus, let's say, a 14-team league, right? Where if Watson doesn't play, it's going to be really tough to mm-hmm. find someone willing to sell you a quarterback um, for less than, you know, a lot. Right. So, uh, you know, that's really what it comes down to, just the value of the quarterback Again, you know, we always say this, but a lot of these questions, it'd be helpful to know how many you're starting, right? Because yeah. if you're starting three wide receivers, a super flex, and then three flex, then obviously those running backs and wide receivers are going to be worth a little bit more. And perhaps I would consider that other side. But for the most part, I'm thinking, you know, one one flex on top of the super flex. So nothing too crazy. And in that scenario, you know, I want that elite quarterback production from Watson. Yeah, and, and I agree, and that's that's kind of the area I went. And I'm saying, if this is 101 and 102, it might be a different game because I think Malik Willis is going one. And whenever I give up a quarterback, I want to get a quarterback back. You know, So we're talking about right now, Ian, this would be Brees Hall and 103, maybe Garrett Wilson. You know, So if you have the quarterbacks and you were kind of making that move and maybe he did what you did and he had Deshaun Watson as, a, as an extra, you know, in that league where I was talking about where I traded for Deshaun Watson, I have Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson now it was just a luxury so I mean like maybe that's a situation where you're like okay let's let's build it out a little bit but for me it was Watson for Twitter it was Watson 55 45 but you know Ian I think I think it's not that far off well and and I will say this too post draft I I see at least three NFL quarterbacks going in the first round of the NFL draft so I will honestly be surprised if two QBs in your super flex rookie mock don't go in the one in the first three picks. So I do think that that 103 
or 102 will also be a QB. It happens every year. I mean, Lance moved himself up there and, and it was supposed to be just Fields and, and you know, Fields and Lawrence and Lance moved up, then Wilson moved up and all of a sudden you got, you were able to get Jamar Chase at 105. And this year I think it's going to be Garrett Wilson and, and, you know, Traylon Burks in that 105, 106 range that could be an absolute steal for you. The next one sent in by at FF Pole Tsunami. He's the fantasy football pollster. Great guy. This is, more of an opportunity to see what someone actually did pay for Deshaun Watson. We're looking at Deshaun Watson on side A. Side B is Derek Carr, Leonard Fournette, 102 and 103. So, Ian, we already know your answer because you were taking it there. And now it's, it almost appears as if, you know, we're looking at situations where that is an absolute smash except where you're taking the 102, 103, which was close, and then you're throwing in Derek Carr, you're throwing in Leonard Fournette. Those are not guys just to add on there, you know. Mung, anything to add to that one? No, I mean, I think that's a, that's a luxury move, right? If you have a stacked team and you think Watson's ready to play week one, then, you know, you can push all the chips in. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think value-wise, you, you would lean the other side slightly. Now, here's one sent to me from Corey, and his name is at Krolf, C-R-O-L-F-1. And this is one that, you know, it wasn't out there on Twitter. This one, like, this one really put me in a, in a pickle. Like, this was tough. 14-team Superflex. Jonathan Taylor and Ryan Tannehill on side A. Side B, Deshaun Watson and DK Metcalf. So, this one's new for both of you guys. I just kind of threw this one in there because I just got this one. So, I had to be hot with it. I wanted a, a fresh take. I'll give you my take first to let you guys think a little bit. Again, it's side A. Jonathan Taylor and Tannehill, who I, I, I like Tannehill this year. I think he's going to have a nice bounce back. And side two, Deshaun Watson and DK Metcalf. And my response was, you know, in 14-team leagues, quarterbacks are absolute gold. As is a guy like Jonathan Taylor, though. Jonathan Taylor, from Q, from RB1 to RB14, is a massive change. Uh, I value Jonathan Taylor Watson, but I feel like when we're talking 14-team, Watson probably goes 108, and Jonathan Taylor probably goes 106. I mean, those quarterbacks, if you're in a super flex startup right now, Smash 3, 1 through 6, I believe, were all quarterbacks. And in Smash 4, you know, it was it was almost the same. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's going in that 6 range. Watson probably moves himself up into that 7, 8, 9 range. Overall, I think it's really close, and it's probably one of those ones that's based off a of need. You know, see where you, you have things. But it's far easier, in my opinion, to get a Dalvin Cook, an Alvin Kamara, a James Conner who just got, you know, a free agent contract to replace the running back predict production than it would be for that quarterback so for me unless he's really heavy on quarterback I'm still leaning that quarterback which I think might be a little bit on the crazy side I'm gonna start with you Ian because I know you're a Jonathan Taylor guy and not necessarily on the Watson train and, and I, I'm also on the the Tannehill train I think that he'll give you two solid years I'm I'm on that side it is that is a very close trade though I like that is super even um I think that you're probably selling a little low on DK too. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, I think realistically, if you're doing that trade right now, I think you take the Watson DK side. And that's because both, like in two months, both Watson and DK will be more than they are now. Correct. And, and I, I have I have Metcalf over Tannehill. I mean, you're looking at moving back. If this was a startup right now, we knew the Watson deal. You're moving back from 106 to 106. 1819 but we're talking about Metcalf versus Tannehill we're talking a third round 
pick versus a sixth round pick. So for oh, me, absolutely. it's like, no, like I, looking I, like, at straight I, up I, that value. And and I get that, but but I'm so I'm saying like right now, I would probably take that uh, Watson and, and Metcalf side because even if you're not a fan of Watson, you're not a fan of DK, they will be worth more in two months. So go ahead and flip them in two months. Um, and, and as Taylor's stock can't be higher, it, it can't be. And Tannehill's stock is only going to go down. So right now I'd probably lean the Watson side, but I think if you're truly contending this year, uh, I, it's absolutely Taylor and Tannehill. Yeah. And I'm, I'm coming around on Taylor. I mean, or Tannehill, Tannehill's my QB in, in smash four in smash one. I just traded, I got Tannehill, Couple throw-ins and a top three twenty-three first for Justin Fields, who we're going to talk about Fields in a little bit. So I'm like, I, I feel like I'm insulating there. Mung, what do you? Which side are you on on this one? And I know I'm just throwing this one out there at you, but are we going Watson again? I think the value is slightly on the Taylor side, but uh, as you both said, you know, it really comes down to contending versus rebuilding, and then at that point, you know, running back versus wide receiver need. Um, for me, you know, there's a little bit of risk with Metcalf. I, I think he is better suited than Lockett if it is indeed Drew Lock week one. Uh, so he doesn't Lock worry me that much. But clearly, you know, the uh, the ceiling might not quite be there uh, depending on their quarterback situation. And then, you know, we talk about how difficult it is to find quarterbacks in 14 team leagues, but elite running backs are, you know, likewise scarce. So. I think, like you guys said, it's close, but I would lean value-wise on the Taylor side. Mung, when we first started this podcast, I was all on the Drew Locke train, and you guys harassed me. I think you finally stopped harassing me, but now that he's on Seattle, it's time to open it back up once I like him again and everybody starts, you know, harassing dear old dad over here. Next There's deal. no way they draft. They don't draft a QB. Come <laughs> they on. will, but yo, yo, he's going to go out there and set it up. All right, sure. the next one's sent in from Nick James. That's at... Iowa in the NFL. He has a 14-team Superflex four-point passing touchdown, which, guys, really know your settings. I mean, four points versus six points is a massive difference. We're looking at Deshaun Watson in side A. Side B, Carson Wentz, the 110. And what he said is mid, but more likely late 23 first. Mung, I'm going to go with you first on this one. So, again, 14-team Watson or Wentz, 110, and that 23 first. Yeah, that, that's a smash except for Watson for me. I, I mean, Wentz is kind of on his last legs as a starter. If he doesn't pan out with Washington, he's relegated to the bench uh, like a Mariota type. So this, this is Watson for me very clearly. And Twitter had it super close. I mean, 53-47. Um, Ian, where are you at on this trade? I'm also smash Watson there. Wentz is useless. Um, even if he's like, even if he becomes a halfway decent quarterback, I don't think he's going to be that fantasy relevant, he's especially, never... especially in a four point touchdown yeah. league. Like he's yeah. not going to get that for you. Um, so it's, it's definitely smash, uh, Watson for me too, because the one ten too, too late first, essentially we're saying mm-hmm. mid, even if it's mid to late first, I don't think it's quite enough, uh, for Watson. I think you need it probably to mid first. Um, at, at the very least. Well, and Carson Wentz and now I believe Baker Mayfield are both in that spot where it's like post-hype, people don't like him. You know, and when you talk about dynasty fantasy football, that stuff matters. I mean, like, it's hard to sell a Carson Wentz. Even after coming off a season where he was the QB 12 and threw 27 touchdowns, you can't get anything for him. You know, it's just... 
people don't like Carson Wentz, and that's just how it is. Uh, the next one we're looking at, I don't have who it's from, but I will tweet it out later. We're looking at a 12-team Superflex, 0.5 PPR. I'm going to look it up while you guys answer. But Deshaun Watson, side one. Side two, Aaron Rodgers and Brandon Cooks. Ian, hit me up. This is a massive, depends where your team's at. Like, this this one more than any of the other trades, I think, ma- like, truly matter. Because if you are contending right now, it's absolutely smash Rodgers and Cooks. But if you are even in, in a slight rebuild, I, I think it's smash Watson. Um, but it, So it really, really matters more than any of the other trades we've gone through today. This one was actually sent in by at Young Kuda. That's K-U-D-A-H. Just throwing that out there. Young Kuda, he needs he needs some street cred. You know, we'll throw it out there. His friends are listening. Mung, how close is this one for you? Uh, it's not for me. Um, I, I think there's plenty of risk with Rodgers. Uh, just today we found out that Adams said he could hold out uh, if he doesn't get a long-term deal with Green Bay. Um, That's the beyond... Christian Kirk effect, right? <laughs> Christian Kirk's <laughs> yeah. getting $20 million. He's sitting here. He's like, dude, I'm worth 40 resetting that market but uh you know in all seriousness even even if green bay does work out a long-term deal with adams which i think they will because he's important enough to you know keeping rogers happy as well i mean they they have really no money to spend on Mm -hmm. ancillary weapons i mean basically it's going to be the rogers and adams show and i think rogers will be fine uh but again the risk is there as for brandon cooks we've seen that he's undervalued and and i'm going to be taking him a lot in redraft if he doesn't you know, if his ADP doesn't go up, but again, you know, he's a guy who's bounced around a ton of teams. And while he's produced uh, that long concussion history is there as well. These are two assets that could be worth little or nothing um, a year from now. And whereas I think Watson's stock is only rising. So uh, this is still Watson by a clear margin for me. My boy Kuda, I got to just say, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I think is a QB one for the next I mean, he just, it's a three-year deal. Year two of that deal, did I hear correctly, it's $60 million? You know, like, it's just three years, $150 million. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. He's going to be, he's going to have at least another one top five season, maybe a QB, you know, he's going to be in that area. I think he's a QB one for the foreseeable future here. I love Deshaun Watson, and when we're talking straight value, we're talking, this is Aaron Rodgers and Brandon Cook's going for that 205 to 208 range in trades if you're saying if i can get deshaun watson get 10 years younger for that mid-second range i would definitely do that mong i got a question for you for both of you really let's say last year you were second place like you lost that championship you wouldn't take rogers and cooks to try to push you over that edge just for this year just go for it go all in no, I mean, like you said, Watson's value is only going to rise as soon as he gets traded to another team. I think you can do much better than that a week from now, a month from now. I mean, personally, I have Rodgers a bit lower in my overall rankings because, again, I, you know, I, I was talking to somebody in a different thread about how Rodgers could retire after this year, too, because I think Green Bay really is just, I mean, they're a mess right now. They're going to make the playoffs because we all know that they're going to win the NFC North, but at the same time, I think they're going to get bounced, you know, in the first or second round of the playoffs. And when they're in that kind of cap hell, I just, you know, it's it's really easy for someone to be like, I'm not dealing with this or I'm out. Um, for me, the risk is there with Rodgers. And maybe I'm biased as a Chicagoan, so I just don't like Rodgers. But in general, I think, you know, going on 39 years old, I think, uh, 
know, he's not using the TB12 method. How, how long is his body going to last? You know, not we shouldn't expect all elite quarterbacks to make it to 45 like Brady, right? I mean, we could see a decline, a Peyton Manning type decline for Rodgers, depending on what he's been putting in his body. And what I'm hearing from you, Ian, is let, let's say that's not Brandon Cooks. Let's say that's DeAndre Hopkins. Let's say that's Keenan Allen, a guy who's worth a late first. That's more the move I'm trying to make. Like, if you are on that side and you want to get to – and by the way, I mean, I want to advocate this is like if you're going all in, you don't want to do that necessarily now because a lot can happen, you know, and we do those things. But if you're going all in and you want to do that right there, I think if you get a guy like Keenan Allen who's going to put up a wide receiver one season or a borderline – then, then you make those kind of moves. I don't feel like Brandon Cooks is that guy, though. Brandon Cooks is a nice ancillary piece. Wide receiver four on my team, I feel fine. If he's my three, I'm a little worried. If he's my two or my one, I don't feel like I have a chance anyways. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Next deal sent in from the, I like this name, the FF Gold Re, Golden Receivers. Must you know? And then I looked at his, his uh, handle, and he's actually got a picture of a golden retriever. So kind of a little fun play on words there. We're looking at a 12-team Superflex PPR, and this one is interesting. So side one, Mac Jones and a late 23 first and a late 24 first. By the way, guys, those 24 first people are throwing in. You know, they're just like, get those. They're free. Four, Deshaun Watson and Jalen Rager. I think Twitter voted on the opposite side of Rager no matter who was on there. They were just going to be like, Jalen Rager, not happening. Who are you guys taking? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the, the picks. Mac Jones, like he's nothing special. He's never going to be that top-tier fantasy uh, QB. Um, but 24, like don't sleep on those 24 first either like that draft is actually going to be we're going to this time next year we're going to be talking about the 24 draft like it was the 23 draft it's that good as well um it has arguably the best running back even more than john robinson like yeah henderson is that good from ohio state he's that good like and he's young and if he comes out that year which he should um he'll be the 101 and he'll be the arguably the best running back in the nfl like straight up rookie year like I, that's why i'm talking right now like he's that good yeah um well so i think it's tough to project first. where those 24 firsts are especially Very it's true. tough to project where the 23 is but i'm assuming if he's saying both are late he's he's got a powerhouse is kind of what he's saying mung and and twitter agrees with you ian i mean it's not even close it's 68 percent mac jones side i'm kind of close where are you at here mung yeah, I think it's close. It's a lot to give up for Watson, especially, you know, even if you are a contender, not knowing how, how many games he'll actually play this year or how productive he'll be wherever he goes. Uh, really, this comes down to I want to be selling Mac Jones high off the hype of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the Patriots just traded away Shaq Mason uh, today. They lost Josh McDaniels. I mean, I'm not sure how fantasy friendly that offense is going to be. Um, at the end of the day, I would lean Watson, but given Mac Jones's current market value, I would think you can get a slightly better secondary piece than Rager, even if it's a guy like... <laughs> Dude, Rager um, just... Well, I got him in the 25th round of Smash 4. You know, like, that's where we're at with Rager. Yeah, I mean, even if it's like, like a Brandon Cooks, right? Um, just, yeah, I was going to say a that. A usable wide receiver 3, wide receiver 4. I, I think just a slight upgrade from Rager, and I would feel really comfortable taking the Watson and side. It becomes a smash except if it's Christian Kirk, the new greatest wide receiver on earth. <laughs> Ian, 
Uh, can we also say we've been talking about how Watson could not be, maybe isn't going to be that great this year, but all, obviously has more value down the line, like more than a lot of the quarterbacks. But if he's this guy's potentially maybe QB two in a super flex, that could mean that that 23 gets higher. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You always like, got to look at that. Like mm-hmm. you got to think about that, that he might not play that QB two now nearly as much. Um, so that, that 23 could end up being higher than you think if, yeah. you, if he gets Watson. See, I, I'm looking at this, and in my head, the way I think, is I'm thinking, you know what? This guy's got Patrick Mahomes and Mac Jones, and he's like, I'm just going to lock this thing up for the next five years. Give me Deshaun Watson. Like, that's that's what my head is saying, and if that's there, do it. Just try to get somebody better than Rager, all right? Like like anybody better than Rager. You might even get Travis Fulgham. Uh, the next one we're looking at is at Send him from at Cat Lives for Savvy. Deshaun Watson in the 207. And this one was not a Twitter poll. This was one sent in when we're like, we do this all the time when we do trade shows. Guys, you got anything? Let's talk about it. Deshaun Watson in the 207 or famous Jameis Winston, Cortland Sutton, who's Mung's boy, and Cam Makers, who's also moving up your charts, Mung. Yeah, I mean, I love Sutton. I think his ceiling is sky high with Russell Wilson. Um, what was that third piece along with Sutton and Akers? Famous Jameis, baby. Oh, oh man. No. <laughs> what, what were the settings? Really quick, Dad. What were the it's settings? Just 12-team Superflex. That's all she said. No. I, I mean, I, I like, you know, when we were talking with Dave last week, I, I like Akers best of the group with Dobbins and um, ETN. But, yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of risk there with Akers. Um, I think Sutton's going to be great. But again, just quarterback values rule in Superflex. And without getting someone. I, it's got to be Stafford to make even that deal if, fair, I think. Even if, you know, the someone Saints, in that range. Even if the Saints give Winston like a three, four year deal, that, that's just not enough for me to guarantee him as a long term starter. So I, I'm still leaning Watson here. If you can get even like a Tannehill type, but just, you know, someone a little bit more secure than Winston, I would consider it. But it's Watson here. Yeah. And then I'm going to do two quick ones here. Uh, This one is sent in from Nocturnal Naughty. And he said in December, he listened to us. I'm telling you. He said, well, hold on. No, no, that's the next guy that listened to us. This guy sent Deshaun Watson and Calvin Ridley for DeAndre Swift. So at the time, you know, I mean, DeAndre Swift is is Mung's guy right now. But I feel like this is one where, you know, now we're looking at it might have swung the other way. But he dodged a bullet with Ridley. You know, he was probably trying to package both of them and just be like, let's get done with this for his own mental, you know, safety and well-being at that point. So, again, that's what I'm figuring on that one. The last one sent in from at blue underscore 80. He gets the win. You know, like I'm breaking the bell out. I haven't had the cowbell out for a while. But here we go. Absolute smash, except he gave up Carson Wentz for Deshaun Watson in September. Kudos to you, bro, because that is awesome. Like, that's one that you should just, you know what? Like, if if he died tomorrow, I would give the eulogy and, and just speak on that. You know, that is an awesome trade. You've you've lived a great life. So let's that was a lot for Deshaun Watson. Basically, the takeaway is you're gonna have to pay. You're gonna have to pay too early first. And but on the flip side, right now you're t- it's gonna cost you. Four firsts for Mahomes or Allen is going to cost you three plus for Herbert. If we put him up into that category again, that could be a decent value at this point, Ian. 
Uh, so I, I agree. And and like Mung was saying, even get like a Kirk Cousins in that Acres one, that yeah. Acres Sutton, like get, get a Kirk Cousins, get someone that's actually, you know who they're playing for. First of all, you know that they're not coming off an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. You know that they're going to be a starter, someone like that, even if it's like lower tier. Honestly, I know this sounds crazy. Maybe I'm crazy, but give me Carson Wentz over Winston in that, in that kind of trade. Like, yeah just because you know he's going to be the starter this year and you know who he's playing for and you know he has a top target in Terry McLaurin. Like it. Moving to tier three. Now, I, I have Watson in here, but and I'm not saying in order. I want you guys to talk about these guys. and But it's it's Kyler Murray, it's Lamar Jackson, it's Joe Burrow, and Deshaun Watson. I mean, for me, this is interesting tier because we talked about tier one was the top two picks, tier two you know, that's pick three. These are the rest of the guys that go in that first round. These are the guys that go four through eight. And at, I think Joe Burrow has moved himself to four. And I feel like he is a reach there. Like we are putting it where like we're trying to make Joe Burrow Justin Herbert right now. And it's just not quite there yet. And then I'm looking at Lamar Jackson could be a value because Lamar Jackson has been the top guy. You know, he's been there. And Kyler Murray, because of that roller coaster, has been up and bound. So there's there's definitely some risk to all three of these guys, but the upside is there for every single one of them. If you have to pick one, uh, Mung, who's that guy for you out of this group if you're talking Kyler, Lamar, and Burrow? It's Lamar for me. Um, I think there still is some risk with, you know, he got hurt last year, and then we want to see more development as a passer. But at the same time, his floor and ceiling each and every week is so high because of the rushing. Mm -hmm. Um, and Kyler is a little bit more risky to me just because we've seen him um, suffer some injuries over the last couple of seasons, and that affects his rushing production. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, the rumors with the discontent and the potential, I don't believe it, but the potential for him to go to baseball at some point. Um, and then I, I've talked about Joe Burrow on previous shows where I think people got really caught up in the hype uh, for the playoff run, but fantasy-wise, he was still very much just a back-end QB1 and also very reliant on a lot of those long bombs, um, which we saw come kind of regress for Stephon Diggs and Josh Mm -hmm. Allen from the previous year. So for me, it's Lamar Jackson. I I totally agree, and what's crazy right now is I think you could get Lamar Jackson in a second for Burrow. Like, I think Bur- if you had Burrow, you could get Lamar plus. And I, I, I'm seeing that out there. And I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. I think Lamar Jackson is that guy that's, that's undervalued out of this category. And Ian, I see you shaking your head. Are you on the same page here? I, I absolutely am. And, and on the Burrow train here, too, like, always use hype. Like, always use hype. The week that we was leading up to the Super Bowl, I traded away Joe Burrow uh, for Joe Burrow and what ended up being the 207. For Josh Allen. The 207. That's all I give up to get up to Josh Allen. Like, use hype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, after our, our podcast with Jordan McNamara, I gave up Burrow in a 23 first, which is projecting late to get Mahomes. And I'm, I feel fine about it. You know, like, I feel I feel secure. And I, I, I love Joe Burrow's swagger, but we got to see what he did from weeks, what was that, 15 to 17 more regularly. And then and they did go out and they, you know, they did add to the offensive line, which is huge for them. And I I, I really love watching the guy. I hope that he's there. But for me, it's it's Jackson one. I have Watson in that same area. I have Jackson, Murray, then Burrow and Watson in, in that area. And then it transitions to tier four, you know, and I feel like that was your guys in the first round. These are the guys that go late first, early second now. And I feel like 
when you do your tiers, you got to look at startups. You got to look at trade values. You got to look at production. You got to look at all those things. Right now, I'm talking a lot about startups, but Dak Prescott goes in that 110 area. I've seen Trey Lance go 111, 112 in most drafts. Justin Fields, early second. Russell Wilson, early second. Trevor Lawrence, mid second. And a lot of people wouldn't have Trevor Lawrence in there, but I mean, they got Christian Kirk, people. I mean, come on. They, we got to move them up. No, but they beefed up the offensive line. I liked some of the things that they were doing there. This is where we really separate the men from the boys. This is where we really get into an area where it's like, you got to pick your guy, you know, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Ian, what do you like here? Uh, you know, I think you, you go for the dart throw here a little bit more. Um, I'm probably with Mung and going with Lance in this group, like easily, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, we've, we've talked Lance to death. Let's let's move on a little bit. I'm probably going uh, Fields, honestly. Uh, maybe even, like, I don't think you even mentioned him, but Stafford is right there, too. Well, um, I got tier five, since we're on it, you know, like tier five is a little bit more because those were the top 12 tier five is Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford. Those are the three quarterbacks I own the most of other than Josh (laughs) Allen, because that's where I want to be. If I don't have tier one or tier two, I want to be in tier five. Those guys are going to win you leagues. But Stafford's going a lot earlier in drafts. I've been noticing that like in smash three, when we did our startup, I think Stafford went at the end of the second. Um, So he's right there in that group. Um, And I think I would rather have him than some of these other guys. Um, I, I would also say don't give up on Trevor Lawrence, not because of Christian Kirk. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I think everybody Kirk. everybody that listens to this know, show knows I'm just kind of joking a little bit. I know, him. I know. Or Zay Jones for that matter, because um, that I didn't see. I didn't even say Evan Ingram. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, true. Okay, but Trevor Lawrence is in there too. He has the talent. Like there was a reason he was like the first overall pick. There was a reason like two, three years ago we were talking about Trevor Lawrence going like being the top pick in the draft uh once he came out like he's he has that talent hopefully he has a halfway decent coach like trevor lawrence is there and i think you can also like i don't i don't have that faith but i think you can put fields in that conversation purely based off uh of people's value of him too i think trey lance probably has the best scenario to move into tier three Dak Prescott would be in tier three if he wasn't Dak Prescott like let's be honest you take the stats and you look at it and you just say you know what he's in tier three but when you go to try to trade Dak Prescott you have only half of the people that actually even want Dak Prescott on their team you know there's a lot of people that really just loathe Dak Prescott they don't want him on their team and that's where that likability comes in sometimes you know like if you look at production for production he was better than Joe Burrow last year. You know, he was on par with some of these guys we've talked about, but he just doesn't get that same love. Trey Lance and Fields are everybody's hotness. You know, that's what everybody wants. And that's why Jordan was saying, like, fade that a little bit. I mean, I I personally traded back from Justin Fields. I traded, I don't have Trey Lance anywhere. I wish I did. But, you know, like those guys, I'm trading back a little bit to add some value because tier four feels a little risky. I mean, Russell Wilson has had up and down seasons. Trevor Lawrence, what are we going to get? You know, and there's a lot of uncertainty there. Mung, break down something that, you know, we've been talking a lot of different angles here. What are you looking at? Yeah, and, you know, I've, I've talked about this again. I feel like I talk about this on a lot of shows. So if you guys haven't, you know, if it hasn't kind of sunk in yet, <laughs> this is my theme. For quarterbacks, I want the rushing production, right? I mean, given most leagues' fantasy scoring, 
that's where the bulk of the points are coming from. That's why I'm not as high on Matthew Stafford. I think he was QB9, QB10 in points per game. Um, you're just not getting that kind of ceiling from him, if right? It's I think six point passing, he's QB. Uh, he finished QB five in some formats. Sure. So, I mean, like I yeah. said, the majority where it is mm-hmm. four point passing, um, I, I feel like and the that, vast that matters majority for sure. that is you're right. still um, the scoring format. So for me, that that drops those guys, and that that's really why I'm so high on Lance, who I won't talk about too much again, um, but also Fields. Um, and also, as you said, I don't know that Dak Prescott is an elite passer, but he provides enough rushing production. I mean, he came back from the ankle injury this past season, so I think that was a little bit muted. But when healthy, I mean, he scrambles a ton. Uh, so he's still up there for me. And really, it comes down to, uh, and Russell Wilson, right? I mean, great weapons in Denver, potentially a more pass-happy offense under Hackett. We'll see. I mean, that, the jury is out on what that offense is going to look like, but certainly the weapons are there. So I think Wilson, who I was a little bit down on last year, stuck in Seattle with Carroll and establishing the run, I mean, he shoots back up a little bit for me, uh, for sure, into that tier. So at, at the end of the day, I want these guys who can run, right? That, how that's close my message. is Jalen Hurts then? You know, given that, how close is Jalen Hurts for you? Let's say Jalen Hurts, I mean, we, we silence some critics here. Let's say Gardner Minshew gets traded to the Colts which I would absolutely love because I just want Gardner Minshew to start. So there's no one behind Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts is the undenied starter in Philadelphia. Would you move him into Tier 4? Yeah, I mean, he's already my QB 12 in Dynasty, just behind Russell Wilson. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, again, I'm looking at that two-, three-year window, right? I don't know that he's going to be a long-term starter, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think he's going to get benched for 2022. Right. I think yeah. this is, uh, you know, the Eagles, if hopefully they're smart, they give him at least one more full season to really evaluate him, see if he can mature a little bit as a passer. Uh, and then there's a possibility that in 2023 he gets moved. But I think whatever team goes after him will still want to see a year out of him as a starter. And then if he's still, you know, really bad, then maybe he gets benched. But I think he has two solid seasons yet as a starter. And again, that rushing production is there for him. So yeah, he's he's twelve for me in that tier. I th- I think you can put Tua in that tier. Same with uh, Jalen Hurts. I do. He's got that rushing upside too. I do think he still has that. Um, and you know, I don't think the Dolphins are giving up on him anytime soon. Um, and and you know, they just they're getting better by the second, in my opinion. Uh, this they is have where... still have a lot of cap, and I, 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 you know, I know a lot of people are down on Tua, so I would go and buy Tua in a lot of places, and I am. Uh, I'm practicing what I preach, I promise. No, uh, I, I'm yeah. all bored buying Tua. I mean, the guys I have in Tier 6, just so we're talking about it, is Malik Willis, Mac Jones, Tua, and Zach Wilson, and I am buying Tua and Zach Wilson in a lot of different areas. But I think where you can really start to look at your dynasty team, Ian, and it's like, if I have Justin Fields, you know, and I'm not – wild on him like I was you can get Aaron Rodgers plus a 23 first and get yourself into a situation where you can win and have that insulation you know and I feel like tier four is all guys that are going early second tier five are guys that are going late second if you tell me in a draft that I can move from 202 to 210 and get a first on top of that I'm doing that all day but then once we get those players there's a disconnect I, I think uh, it depends who's there at 202. In our league, I got Trey Lance at 202, and I'm not doing that. Because Trey, Trey Lance, like someone, let's say Fields goes at the 210. I'm not doing Fields in a first and a 23 first for Trey Lance. Like, I'm not giving up Trey Lance for that. 
I'm not. Well, you, whoa, 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 hold on. You would not, if someone came to you today and said, I will give you Justin Fields and a 23 first for Trey Lance, you would say no. I would say no, and I think Mung would too. Mung. I, I, hold on, hold on. Mung, what, what? I'm seeing him there because, oh, this is hey, tough. Maybe I'm low on Fields. Maybe that's it. But, like, no, I would uh, not do that. Wow. No, I, I'd love Lance, but I would smash except Fields in a 2023 first because – I have Fields a few spots behind Lance because we just I don't trust the the Bears organization um, to help him succeed long term. And that's uh, the like, difference there. Yeah. Right, but like Lance, I mean, he's guaranteed to be the starter for two three years at the very mm-hmm. least because I mean, no one's given up on the you know their first round rookie quarterback who they just traded up to get um, until you're you're sure that he's not good, right? So, I mean, regardless of what we want to think about Fields as a passer or succeeding long-term uh, from a career standpoint, I mean, he runs just as much as I expect Lance to. So I think two in the next two, three years, I think their production will be similar enough where a 2023 first would definitely sway me to take, to take that downgrade to Fields. And I have a lot of people asking me right now, Yo, Dad, I got, I got somewhere in that 110 to 112 range, and I love this class. I love this class in certain areas up to about eight. And then I feel like we're starting to get a little bit, pick your poison, kind of go with your guy. If you have an opportunity to get Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, even Tom Brady in that situation, if you can get one of those guys that is going to put you over the top, I have no problem doing that, guys. I don't know if I would do it depends where your team is. I definitely think if you are fully contending and you have someone like that that's a that's a true wild card like oh James. I think you Kurtz. could get you don't know. You don't know some what people you could someone. get Tua for the one ten. Let's let's put yeah, Tua in there. I would definitely get Tua for the one ten. Um but like Kirk Cousins, I I don't I don't know if I would do that for that. Maybe like the two oh one. Wait, wait. Did then? did Ian say he doesn't want Kirk Cousins? This so is no, like, no. What's happening here? Mung said he would trade Trey Lance. You're saying you wouldn't trade for Kirk Cousins? So, so my, so okay. The, my favorite joke of, the, of yesterday was that it was a good day for Christian Kirks. Yes. But, okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I, I like I like Kirk Cousins as an NFL QB, but he doesn't have that rushing upside. He's not as good as a fantasy QB. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up 110 for Kirk Cousins. Um, or for some of those other guys that you listed, uh, I'm just. We're I'm talking just not, Superflex. I'm talking Superflex yes, super 110. I'm buying Cousins and Tannehill, and and I'm even paying that for Brady for this year because you're looking at Brady. You're going to get a top ten quarterback. Those other guys, you're going to get a rock solid QB two for two years. Is kind of my estimation. That's why I've been suggesting that. Yeah, I mean, I f- I feel like Kirk's is pretty much the same fantasy wise as Stafford. Only you can get Cousins way way cheaper. I know I've been trying to trade you for Kirk Cousins, and you're like over. You're like, nope. He's like, okay, not, so. not selling for the stock. He wants, <laughs> he wants his version. You know, does Tom Brady have to fall off at some point? No. Is there an age? Never. Clip? No. Is there an age? No. Clip? <laughs> you know, I just paid. I, I paid in in Smash One. I gave up a 24 first, probably late for Brady, and a 24 third. You know, and I'm just like, I'm okay. I I'm I like, I think the range of outcomes is a lot higher than like him being a top 12 quarterback than him falling off. You know, I'm I, I was, it's 90, I was 10. for those thirds this year, but like a, a late second is probably where I would max out at Tom Brady. You're getting one year. 
max. That's that's a, hey, if that puts he, me over the top, and, and like it's and and at that, he's probably gonna be in that. Let's say even if he's good, he's probably gonna be in the QB 10, 12 range. Like he's not. I don't think he's gonna get above. You're not that. buying it for your QB one. You're buying him for your QB two. You got that one twelve. That could put you over the top, man. And it's like, at the end of the day, are you gonna be like, oh, I had. You know who was the one twelve last year? You know, like, I, th- I think if we're you're looking buying at that Tom Brady, you have to buy him as your QB three and and plan on on him not doing that well. But if he does, fantastic. But I think you have to buy him as a QB three, your QB three right now. Okay, all right. Hey guys, this was a fun episode. You know, we got a lot of talk in on Deshaun Watson. Got to talk on some super flex strategies. I mean, as you can tell, there's three of us. All three of us have different mentalities, different ideas. Super flex is still that that beast that. You know, you can you can take advantage of some things. I mean, we've talked about we could possibly get some trades done based on the way that all of our thinking is. So I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Mung, why don't you tell us what you're working on, and then we'll go over to you, Ian. Yeah, like I said, uh, all these crazy signings and trades already uh, during the legal tampering period. So all of my dynasty rankings uh, will be updated for all these moves prior to the official start of free agency. Those are coming out tomorrow. Probably by the time you guys are listening to this, they will be updated already. Um, And then you guys can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung, M-E-N-G. I have been pretty busy these last couple weeks, but I try to get around to any questions that you guys tag me or DM me. So, yeah. Ian, we had a great uh, Twitter thread this past week. Yeah, I did a Twitter thread this last week on uh, Michael Pittman's value. Um, It ended up being, you know, I think it was the 108 roughly. Um, so if you can get Michael Pittman for the one nine or one ten in a lot of leagues, I think he should. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I try to get one of those out every week. If I can, I, I legit will not this week. It won't happen this week. I apologize. I've got some family stuff, but, uh, I will be back next week to, to get one going. Um, as well as I was just on a, a literally on another podcast right before this, uh, with the fantasy football hustler, uh, doing a, a rookie mock draft. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun. So you can go check that out as well. Uh, but you can find me at Super Skull Fan on Twitter. Guys, keep asking about Smash Except Five. I mean, it is going to be another fun draft. You know, we're going to try to do a bunch of different contests to try to get people in. You know, we're going to, I've been cranking them out, seriously. I'm tired, boss. You know, I keep doing draft after draft to be in there with you guys. I need a little bit of time, so we're going to do some uh, some things to do that. The Patreon will be out soon. You guys are – the group chat we've already started, and that is absolute fire. So if you guys want to be in that, I mean, literally, if you don't like notifications, you're going to have to turn your phone off because we're talking about hundreds of messages a day. But it's awesome fantasy content. It's not talking about flowers and stuff like that. I mean, it is like hard-hitting content. Maybe I'll throw in a picture of my kids every now and then. But that's about as, as or maybe talk about some C4, some drinks, things like that. But anyways, thanks again for tuning in, guys. And enjoy the process. Boom. Yo, my... <laughs>